Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for May 14th, 2021. It is the freaking weekend, baby. Time to have some fun. Let's check in. How you doing? What's going on? Did you have a good week? Things work out okay? Did you do anything new, exciting? Maybe you changed jobs? Did Are you out there? Did you change a job? If you did, good. The new one looks good on you. And if it doesn't look good on you, ditch that quickly. There's no reason for you to stay at a crappy job for six months or a year just because that's what your mom told you you have to do. It doesn't make sense. And no one's going to thumb their nose at you for not sticking it out for six months if you realize you're in a toxic situation or the job's just not a good fit. So that's my big advice to you if you are a job changer. If you're not a job changer, I hope you're enjoying your current job. You know, it's we spend so much time at work that it's really important that you find a job that at least if it doesn't bring you joy, doesn't make you actively depressed. So I hope if you find yourself in a situation where you're in a job that is actively not making you happy and is actually hurting you, then maybe it's time to find a new job. And if you're in that position, hey, reach out to me. I know some people. And if you've got a good resume together or a good portfolio, I may be able to put a good word in. So just, uh, you know, if you're in a new job, congratulations. If you need a new job, let me know. I know some people. <laughs> anyway, the thing I wanted to talk about today was I joined my first Twitter spaces today as a speaker. I've listened in on a few, but most of the time they're not at a convenient time for me. And it got me thinking more about the fact that I do consume so much of my content through audio. I mean, I listen to a ton of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of YouTube without watching it. Uh, apparently, that is not in a uh, that's not unusual at all. Lots of people do that. They turn the video on, but they really just want to listen to what somebody's saying. Or it might be music, and they just want to listen to some music. I mean, that's probably why YouTube music exists. I also just listen to a lot of music and audiobooks. So, so much of the content that I consume is audio only. So you would think that something like Twitter Spaces or Clubhouse, which I can't access because I don't have an iOS device, <sighs> sigh, um, that would be a good medium for me. But one of the other really important things about the content that I consume is that it's time shifted for what works for me. And the idea of a piece of content not being time shifted, being live and only available live I guess in some ways it could be liberating, especially for those who are participating. You kind of know that this is just all extemporaneous for everyone. So you don't have to worry that it's pre-scripted or anything like that. That's certainly true. But on the other hand, it means that I can't time shift it to a time and place that works for me. So if you set up your Twitter space and you happen to set it up at one o'clock in the afternoon, I might be able to connect because I can carve out that space. But if you set it for 1130, well, that's generally when I go out for my run or my bike ride. And I don't really want to listen to or I can't participate in a Twitter space while I'm doing one of those things. I can listen to a podcast because I can pause that if I stop paying attention. I can switch over to music if that's what I'm feeling. But in order to participate or be part of a live event, I feel like I need to be more present than that. The other thing I've noticed about all of these is that they assume mobile first. They assume that you want the experience on your mobile device. And that's not always true. For me, something like Twitter Spaces or Clubhouse is actually something I might want to do at my desktop. I might not want to do this on a mobile device. My nice audio equipment is all hooked up to my desktop 
or if I had a laptop, it would probably be hooked up to that. I don't have a great audio setup for my device. So if I wanted to participate, I would feel like I have suboptimal audio, which may not bother you, but would certainly bother me. And just from a listening experience, it wasn't great. Also, these apps are a little buggy. Uh, I while during while I was talking on the Twitter space, I got a phone call and it cut me off from spaces. I couldn't hear the people anymore in my Bluetooth headphones. And when I declined the call, rather than passing the audio back to my Bluetooth headphones, it kept the audio on the speaker on my phone, which was weird too. So obviously these technologies are still immature, but I think the larger part of it for me is while the conversations are interesting because they're dedicated to a specific time slot, and that time slot is often going to be already booked with something else since I tend to book my calendar pretty far in advance, it's unlikely that I'll be able to easily attend a Twitter space, whereas I could listen to the conversation. And this is especially if you're a listener and not someone who's speaking in the space. It would make more sense for me to time shift it. I'm not participating, so why wouldn't I want to do this at another time? I feel the same way about most live events and live streaming things. I probably am not going to consume it while it happens. I'm probably going to consume it later. So I'm curious what your thoughts on that. Uh, do you find these various audio-only experiences that are live interesting? Or do you find that it's too much of a hassle to wrangle your schedule around listening to one of these while you're doing something else because you might be otherwise occupied? It's definitely it's a genuine question. The other thing I've noticed is that a lot of them seem to happen in the evening. And I'm not sure what these other people's home lives are like, but my evening doesn't really give me a whole lot of time to do something just myself. Oftentimes I'm making dinner and then feeding the family and then it's bath time and then it's some playtime and then putting the kids to bed and then it's time to spend with my wife. So I, I, I guess for some people, spaces could be a priority or they have the evening time to dedicate to that. But for me, I think the last thing I want to do is jump on a tech spaces after hours <laughs> when I uh, have so many other things on my plate. So I don't know. I guess I'm just voicing a general dissatisfaction with the idea. And I think it's interesting that it's caught fire, but I'm not sure that it has sustainable power in the long term. It took so long for podcasts to take off. A lot of that has to do with the open nature of podcasts and how hard it is to monetize them. And the fact that Apple, who could have had sort of a stranglehold on the monetization approach on podcasts so long ago, because they were really the first ones to natively support it in any real fashion, they could have had a stranglehold on that and really monetized the heck out of it. But that's not really what Apple does. They, popular, they helped popularize podcasts because it sold more iPods, not because they wanted to make money off of podcasts. I think that was good for podcasting culture in general, but it did, I think, make it take longer for podcasts to be taken seriously because there wasn't a clear path to monetizing them. And that's what's really going to drive a lot of people's business. Now, obviously, people have found ways to make money podcasting, and now it's become incredibly popular. But for those of us who may have started a podcast back in 2005 for a little bit, or I guess that might have even been early 2006, it, we, we remember fondly a time when podcasts were the wild, wild west, and it was not curated and not monetized, and, and we were fine with that. That was okay. I'm, 
oh, now I'm just wool gathering, so you'll have to excuse me. So I guess my point going back all the way to this clubhouse slash spaces thing is I'm happy to participate in them if I'm invited and it works with my schedule. The non-recorded aspect of it, while liberating for some, I think might be annoying for others who want to listen in on it but can't make the time when it's actually happening live. So I think adding a record feature is an inevitable addition to what's already uh, what features they're already working on and that may help it survive but then the the final question is how do you monetize this in the long run yeah inserting ads is going to be difficult possibly sponsored spaces is the way to go or maybe a subscription space i i honestly don't really know how that's going to go so uh i'm curious what your thoughts are on this whole live audio stream clubhouse it's it's that's so weird I don't know. <laughs> so you can tell that I'm super conflicted about this. Well, uh, something to noodle on for the weekend while you're enjoying your time, whatever you choose to do. If you've been enjoying this podcast, hey, you want to share it with a friend? I, I really do appreciate that. If you see uh, a tweet from me about this podcast and you want to share that out with somebody or recommend it, that's awesome. I've seen some numbers climbing. So some of you are doing that. And that's awesome. So hug through the mic to you. Mm, there you go. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.